It is April 29th in this year, 2022. This is the Wrestling Inc. podcast. And tonight, three hours of pre-taped wrestling between SmackDown and AEW Rampage. We have a lot to get into. We have uh, some new gimmicks tonight, some new uh, new professional names. Until then, we are podcaster X, Y, and Z. And we're going to talk about the news. Alfred, today, a dark day for NXT. Yes, unfortunately, it is another Black Friday due to quote-unquote budgetary cuts with immediate effect as of today, April 29, 2022. WWE has come to terms with the release of the following talent, Dexter Lewis, Malcolm Bivens, Dakota Kai, Harlan, Persia Parada, Raylan Devine, Draco Anthony, Vish Kenya, Mila Milani, and Blair Baldwin. So, you know, a lot of names. I'm sure some people would be surprised by some of the names on this list, uh, some Names like Harlan, which is somebody who was hailed as the next Brock Lesnar by a lot of people. Uh, somebody who was kind of like a project who has no pro wrestling background. But apparently, uh, according to reports, Harlan did not progress as well as some coach would have liked. And he's really only been there for about a year. Malcolm Bevin, Bivens' situation is a little different because uh, reportedly he was not going to resign with WWE. They did want to get him out there doing digital content, maybe expand his role within NXT. But uh, who knows if this is a Pat Buck situation where he's got something lined up somewhere else, but mm. Malcolm Bivens did not intend on coming back. And then Dakota Kai was said to be in a similar situation of um, not necessarily expecting to be back with WWE anytime soon. But this is WWE once again making these mass releases, which unfortunately, very unfortunately, have become the new normal in WWE. And if you just look at the timing, I hate to say this, and this is not something I wanted out there like as a take, because I never want to project somebody losing their job. But if you look at the timing that this is a Friday before their earnings report next week, uh, and you look at some of the booking here, which was very perplexing, it, it really does not surprise me, unfortunately, given the climate that we're in, Issa. Yeah, some of these names were very surprising to me, especially people that were just in a tag title match what, two weeks ago with Dexter Loomis. He's involved in so many stories. I feel bad for Indy Hartwell. <laughs> He's yeah. literally lost everyone as part of, of the way. Like, and, and on top of that, Harlan, I'm not sure if maybe we hyped him up more than WWE did. I think that he did a very good job of selling himself in in. in in social media, right? But when they debuted him as part of a security crew, that's when I started scratching my head with how are they really going to use this guy? But like you said, you never want to hear about anybody losing their jobs. But so many people that were just on television, Malcolm Bivens is going to go somewhere and he's mm -hmm. going to be so, so successful. Um, Roderick Strong is another one. Him and Indy should get together and form a faction of the Left Behind or something, you know. But it's never, it's never a, it's never a good day when WWE does these mass releases. But unfortunately, like you said, they're expected, and I feel like right after WrestleMania, we've been all, all hanging on, waiting for the news because there's always mass releases right after WrestleMania. Mm. I mean, Dexter Loomis, huge surprise. I think with Harland, a lot of potential. You have to think with 10 wrestlers, varying salary levels, I'm going to put this at maybe a million dollars off the balance sheet that they saved today, divided uh, maybe in a couple different ways between more experienced and developmental talents. But man, with NXT, this feels like they're cleaning house so much to the point what's going to be left and what's going to be left that works. You know, I'm thinking about like the 1985 season of SNL when they rebooted it and they brought in like Anthony Michael Hall and Robert Downey Jr. and Randy Quaid 
And uh, the season finale was Lauren Michael showing up, locking everyone in a room, setting fire to it, and then taking John Lovitz with him and saying, okay, you're the one that has potential. You know, I feel like Triple H is going to come <laughs> back. Exactly what it is. Yeah, going to come back, grab Nikita Lines, Tony D'Angelo, and leave everyone else just to, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, decay. But no, I think uh, this is very crazy given where we were a year ago with NXT. And with 2.0, every time it gets going, I feel like they just kneecap themselves. Yeah, and that's the problem. That's something else that was brought up is some officials in NXT are now frustrated because they weren't given very much notice as to these releases, a lot of which were in the middle of storylines. Uh, I mean, this is the uh, Diamond Mine. I just, you know, pray for the Diamond Mine because without Malcolm Bivens, the heart, the soul, the charisma is gone from that group. You saw Roderick Strong in that mouthpiece role, and it was nothing interesting. So I'm very worried for the Diamond Mine as a faction. But I think with a lot of these NIL recruits that WWE has right now, it's interesting because I like the idea and the philosophy of we're going to bring some new blood into wrestling. We're going to recruit these super athletes. I don't know about WWE's approach to training them, though, because instead of getting them a lot of live matches and as much exposure behind the scenes as possible, they're not having very many matches. And a lot of this is happening before our eyes. And they're not given very much time. It's a very, very, very short lease that they're now using to assess these guys who, how are you going to know within a year if somebody's got what it takes to be a great pro wrestler, especially given how little experience that um, Harlan had. Dylan Matthews saying, does Robert Stone inherit the diamond mine? I could actually see that happening. It could happen. I mean, they're changing his name, Mr. Stone. So maybe that's part of the investment in this overhaul. I could see it. But to counter to counter your point, Alfred, I just don't think it should be shocking anymore. Like they've done this in people that are in the middle of storylines on the main roster. Look at Malachi Black. He had just came back and interrupted the main event of SmackDown and got released like what two days later. So I feel like this um, you know, the creative team in NXT, while I can understand how it can be frustrating, it shouldn't be a shocking or something that they're not prepared for. Sure, yeah. But it, I mean, to be sympathetic toward them, you don't want to write for a show and always have an out as to why somebody could leave that would lead to very kind of shoddy storytelling so you don't want to commit to everybody but it seems like the internally at least the, they feel like the rug is being swept from under them but yeah they should be prepared for anything in wwe well i'm sorry no i was just going to ask those indie gets back with uh what's his name Ducks duke hudson now because mm. her husband left and, and duke's girl left so it would only make sense Mr. Steal Your Girl. <laughs> I mean, there, there's not going to be any more uh, fifth-year seniors, no more Jason Jordans, no, no more Tyler Breezes. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy, right? They're not really investing in talent as so much as they are incubating, fast-tracking, and then making a decision. And that's unfortunate. Yeah, they're on the end of two different extremes. Before, in the former era, they kept people around for way too long. I'm not saying Aaliyah's been around for way too long, but I mean, before she even made to the roster, I believe it was like 10 years that she was on that roster. And so now they're going the complete opposite. And I don't think they're holding on to them long enough, given the level of experience of a lot of these people they're bringing in, a lot of pet projects there. I don't think a six months to a year is going to be enough time. Uh, but WWE, what they should do is partner with some promotions around the country and have like an excursion type deal where they get to go out and learn different styles instead of trying to do it all at once because then they have limited ring time. No, I'm telling you, they should acquire Impact and merge that with their <laughs> developmental. I, I mean, knew you were going to say that. I knew it. <laughs> they don't have to buy it. They could just work with them. But yeah, if they had to buy it just to make Glenn look like a genius, I'm here for it. It makes all the sense in the world because it's the one that I think they have the best relationship with. 
of I mean, I guess Evolve, but is Evolve even still a thing anymore? Yeah, I think it is. And they have a good relationship with Evolve, especially with uh, Triple H had a good relationship. Yeah, exactly. It's a new regime now. So it seems like they still at least have like a working relationship. But yeah, it's definitely a new regime now. Not as much of an emphasis on that kind of genre of professional wrestling. That's fine if they don't want to, you know, create this new crop of professional wrestlers. I'm fine with that. Uh, But if they could use the art of professional wrestling to help train them, like, you know, nobody's asking you to feature Evolve in any of these promotions on your TV. You could send your wrestlers there behind the scenes so they can get better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel like we could talk about this all night. What else do we have in the news? Well, oh, girl, are you ready for some tea? Who wants some tea? Who wants to spill some of that tea? Okay, we've got a very juicy story that's developed over the past couple of days. Ember Moon, otherwise known as Athena, appeared on Chris Van Vliet. It's a very good interview that she goes really in-depth about her frustrations in her final days of NXT. She was talking about the downfall of NXT and, uh, you know, Triple H getting kicked out of power apparently and how that affected her and most notably she was talking about a meeting had where women were told to dress sexier this according to ember moon uh, and wear booty butt cheek shorts which is how she described them a follow-up wwe did bring in a fashion expert named melanie pace to conduct meetings they were not mandatory Uh, Numerous women refused to attend this meeting, but the meetings were reportedly held uh, under the guise of fashion consulting and fashion aid. It was never explicitly said that these women should dress sexier, but apparently it was implied. So now there is a controversy as to the shift in philosophy of how women are presented on NXT 2.0. If you watch the product, you can come to your own conclusions either way. Uh, Issa, we'll start with you. Um, I personally think that you have to appeal to all audiences so I can understand them trying to go in in that kind of direction, but that's not for everyone. So if you have characters that are not comfortable going in that direction, then those are the characters that you can use to appeal to a younger audience, to an older audience, because it is a TV show that you are producing. So you do have to understand that there's, especially when the key demo is a certain age and, you know, group. Mm -hmm. Um, But that being said- 50 year old men are very horny. (laughs) (laughs) just ask me the lines excuse me but with that being said you also have to respect where these talents stand and are they you have people that are more than ready to do that and you have people that are not and they need to be respectful of that they can't request for everyone to be wearing booty shorts it's those those times in wrestling are are gone yeah ah man so when Wendy Chu is wearing a sexy onesie, then we know it's gone too far. Yes, that the, we gotta protect Wendy Chu, and uh, she definitely skipped the fashion meetings. <laughs> this is this is definitely. I mean, if you've just got, they have emphasized more of a sex sells type mentality on NXT 2.0 compared to NXT, and you know it's something for everybody. It's a lot of opinions are nuanced, and I think that applies to this too. You know, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer in terms of this is how women need to be presented on the television. I think in professional wrestling, everybody goes in a different lane and appeals to different things, you know, uh, whether or not you want wrestling for somebody or whether you want a mixture of both of them. I think that there's a lot of different ways to present women, but, you know, it's good to hear that it wasn't mandatory. It wasn't something that I'm sure that they were, had to go to, but you know how WWE is in terms of how petty they can be and how you get heat in this company. And the word not mandatory is almost saying, I wish the motherfucker would. Yes. Amen. 
what else we got? Final story, NXT might return to Full Sail Ooh. University. Uh, they haven't worked there since 2020, of course, because of COVID. But now there are discussions, according to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, that they might go back to Full Sail. There was part of a scholarship program. It's really cool that they raised about $500,000 in scholarship. And um, NXT and Full Sail, that's where it was for NXT 1.0. Would you welcome the change, Glenn? Well, you know the reason they want to go back is they want that free Full Sail student labor working on their program. Yeah. Well, they pay them in scholarships. You know, they do learn at the internship. I guess. Yeah, I'm sure it's like, you know, they find a way to write that off like double or something. I don't know. I'm sure. I'm sure it's very advantageous for them. Oh, sure. But no, I think going back to full sale, why not? Why not try and recapture the glory days? I, I, I'm I, not opposed to it. I don't know that it's going to feel the same, but I'm not opposed to it. I, I, I have I still feel like and, and I know they made it bigger and changed the set. But NXT still feels like the one show that's stuck in the pandemic era because they haven't made any changes. Keep talking about this. I'm going to be right back. And then we'll, we'll, uh, oh, actually, let's do the ad. Why don't we do that? Uh, okay. First, uh, do you have the video, Alfred? Uh, I'll pull up, I can cue up the video and then we will get okay. into the, let's do, uh, uh, stop overpaying mortgage debt. Stop overpaying okay. mortgage debt. Yeah, and I'm just gonna go <laughs> grab a little some of my blood sugars. A little, I've been doing this super. I don't think I've. I just have a payoff debt uh, video. I think I'll just use that one. Is that okay? okay? Yeah, cool. Yeah. Payoff debt. I'll be right back. Okay. Okay. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. Well, let's get into this copy. Wrestling Inc. is helping make home ownership easy by partnering with Conrad Thompson and First Family Mortgage. If you're ready to own your next home, hurry over to SaveWithWink.com right now. Stop throwing your money away on rent. You can own a home with as little as no money down. Get into your next house with SaveWithWink.com. Here are some more details from the one and only, the GOAT, Tony Schiavone. Hello, wrestling fans. Tony Schiavone here for my good friends at First Family Mortgage and WrestlingInc.com. So why don't we get you a plan together today? Let's pay off your house faster. Let's get you out of that credit card debt. Let's get a lower monthly payment. First Family Mortgage can help. Complete the fast and easy form, and a member of Conrad's team will be in touch very soon. SaveWithWink.com, Isa. That was absolutely incredible. The video production on that clip is amazing. The editing is, yeah, it's incredible. Tony Schiavone's never looked better. Are you going to buy a house? Uh, I'm thinking, I might, I am, you know, it would be a good idea. Uh, I yeah, so. are you gonna like get like a bigger waiting room or maybe have two waiting? Of course, rooms I do start. Have one. You can you can like categorize your waiting rooms if you get like a bigger house. We'll start with waiting room renovations and then okay, you know, okay. I'm think, here for a good house most, flip. Absolutely, and that's gonna add the value to it, especially all these legendary stories people hear about the waiting rooms. So I think that's really gonna make me come up but i do have a question in terms of nxt 1.0 i know we were talking about the old full sale university i actually do not want to see them return to that because really? there's so many memories and great memories of moments happening in that building that to see the product the way it is now in that building it's almost like seeing like your favorite wrestler in his like 60s in full gear where it's like yeah he's wearing the same thing but this just makes it more sad and reminds you of so you're saying that returning to full sale will be like watching a goldberg field Oh, see, I'm not going to say Goldberg. Goldberg still looks good. Goldberg is one of the few wrestlers who could wear full gear in his 60s. Uh, I'm not, I'm not oh, putting yeah. Goldberg in that category. I'm so, talking about so, his matches. <laughs> so, Alfred, then the question is, so when you get the, those you up texts from uh, 
you know, partners you may have uh, dated or known in your 20s, do you think you reply with like, no, nah, baby, I just want to remember you how you were, you know? Yes, exactly. I'm a perfect gentleman. <laughs> That's exactly how I reply. I love it. I've been doing this ultra low carb thing, um, which has been going well for five days, but I was just starting to feel a little low today. You know, I've been literally eating spinach, just complete like whole whole foods, complete whole Are foods. you okay? Yeah, okay, I got doing? a little peanut butter uh, cliff bar, which is good. And the you know the, you know what the problem? My biggest problem is every time I get anything with peanut butter in it, I start singing the Peter Pan peanut butter theme song in my head, and it's stuck in my head for like hours after. Wow! So <sighs> somehow it doesn't sound like a fun song to have stuck in your head. I would go crazy. It's a banger. Marklin Baker, you know, back when he was riding high off Perfect Strangers, doing those Peter Pan peanut butter ads. So tonight. Here's the deal. NXT has been changing a lot of gimmicks lately. They've been changing a lot of names. They've been uh, rebooting things that work. And, uh, you know, this is both, both NXT and WWE, the people that have given us Butch, the people that have given us Gunther, Ludwig von Kaiser, Alba, Alba Fire. <laughs> and so uh, tonight we've coordinated with the fine people at WWE to rebrand ourselves. Now, uh, here I am joined by Freddie Goods and Jezebel Ramirez. I am very Hello. fortunate, however. I use the name Vic Payback on the Indies, and WWE has said, you know, we love that name. We were so happy to let you use that name. And, uh, you know, I just think this is going to be very good. So, you know, please uh, welcome myself and Freddie Goods and Jezebel Ramirez to the podcast tonight while we cover SmackDown, pre-taped last week, and... AEW Rampage. Great. It feels great to be Freddie Goods. You're in order to answer your question, Glenn. When women text me you up, I answer them. New name, who this? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's incredible. Vic, can you give us the story behind that name? Well, uh, if you're like me and grew up in the 80s, you remember the great sitcom Alice in Mel's Diner. And the late great Vic Vic Tabak, who played Mel at Al's Diner, uh, and uh, I thought of this like 15 years ago, and like an idiot, I posted the name online. Is like this is a really cool name. I should DJ under this, and then like other people started using it. I was the first one. Oh, wait a second! I'm just getting something from WWE. They said other people are using it. We can't have you using that name on our program. We need something that we <laughs> own. This is what we were afraid of, so we let our crack team of experts come up with a new name for you and we think you're going to love it they're they're feeding it piping it in right now ladies and gentlemen <laughs> i am now lincoln booth yes wow for my run in nxt lincoln we'll, booth we'll see how this works we'll see how this goes i'm sorry Perfect. to interrupt you glenn but i'm also getting something lincoln. from wwe oh, oh yes yeah, what are you, what are you getting jezebel uh, they are not letting me keep my last name, so moving forward, oh, no. I'm just Jezebel. Okay, thank you. Oh, good lord! And uh, yeah. nope, I'm still Freddie Goods, still here for the time being. Yeah. I'll hold it down here. But congratulations on your new names, your new new names. Yeah, we're gonna see, we're gonna we're gonna ride this out. We're gonna see if we get over with these, and hopefully, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, HBK, Triple H, you know, uh, Vince, they're all they're all happy. Hopefully, so let's talk about SmackDown Butch. tonight. Pre-taped from last week, Drew McIntyre versus Sami Zayn in a steel cage. No escape. 
tonight. Uh, Drew McIntyre getting the win as predicted. What did you think of this match, Mr. Goods? I thought it was a fine match. The crowd seemed pretty tired because they had been there for a couple of hours. That SmackDown, but they were able to get them toward the end. I thought this was good. I like the superplex that they did off the top of the cage. This has been a very wacky storyline and how they portrayed Drew McIntyre as a top babyface headed into a world title match. I don't think they've done him very many favors with how Sami Zayn's constantly able to run away from him. But it was a fine ending, and it was something for Sami Zayn to do, and they did a good job in this match. Yeah, there was a period of time in the match where Sami Zayn was just killing it, which makes you wonder why has he been playing the chicken shit, you know, runaway person when he can put on a hell, we all know he can put on a hell of a match with Drew McIntyre. Why not just do that? Because he was kicking some major butt in this match. I actually really enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. I also thought Drew McIntyre looked great, and I knew they were building him up for something. Apparently, we kind of found out what it is. We'll get into that later. But yeah, this was fun. It was a fun opener. I, I the best out of the whole this whole Sami Zayn Drew McIntyre weird feud that they had. Because remember, this was set up by Sami Zayn saying, "I'll fight the next person that walks out of the door." Like I also don't understand why Drew McIntyre is so invested in this when it was just like, "Bro, you weren't even supposed to have this," <laughs> you know. <laughs> David Montalvo, $2 Super Chat, saying new names, Isa Glenn with one N, and lastly, Packer. Uh, um, I like that. Yeah. I like that. You would. Shout out to Christian Watson of the Green Bay Packers. Newest oh. member of the Green Bay Packers, wide receiver. Going to be a very dynamic player for us. Why do you guys have to bring up the Packers into this? <sighs> Christian Watson from North Dakota State, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> So what do they do with Sammy next? Because this was a stepping stone for Drew tonight. I was actually very surprised. Oh, I thought you were talking about Sammy Watkins of the Green Bay Packers. No, no. Of the offseason. Sammy Watkins, mm-hmm. formerly of the Kansas City Chiefs. But no, go ahead. No, but Sammy Zayn did great in this match. He's been absolutely on a tear lately in some of the hottest feuds, some of the most uh, entertaining segments in all of SmackDown. Drew McIntyre now is going to the main event of WrestleMania Backlash. What do we do? What do we do with Sami Zayn now? I don't know. I'm too busy laughing at the same booth chat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, wait, booth. wait. I just got a message from WWE. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Oh, my God. God. Twitter's been blowing up. Apparently, they didn't make the connection when they came up with the name between John Wilkes Booth and Abraham Lincoln. And apparently, mm-hmm. the way it's spelled, they're a little worried about Lincoln Park might sue for infringement. But I'm standing by. They're going to pipe me in a new name. That they're saying, like, this possibly can't offend anyone. They think this is really good. They think this is really hot. I'm just going to be on a tear with this. Let's see what it is. Oh, there, it is. there we go. <laughs> Judas, welcome. I, I don't think- know, Jer- Jericho. You're going to get got for that. You're, you're going to have to change your soon. Guarantee it's you. Good. It reminds me of, like, Judy Bloom, the children's book author. You know, oh, yeah. I'm surprised they didn't go with, like, J.K. Rowling or something like that. But I'm sure a hip-hop artist out there has taken that. But, no, Judas Bloom, I think, you know, I think we're going to have smooth sailing. Oh, wait. Wait. Oh, no. Jud- Judas did what? Oh, yeah. no. This is Okay, so for the time being, they're just saying, we're just going to, we're going to just shorten this. And uh, they're going to. They're saying they're going to come up with something else for, for us throughout the show. We're going to find something that works, that's controversy-free, and that gets over with the audience. It remains it. topical as well. And it's got, yeah, it's got to kind of, it's got to kind of work. You know, it's got to yeah. kind of work uh, 
for, for professional wrestling. So I look forward to seeing what WWE comes up with later. We're going to figure this out. You know, they're saying. <laughs> shout, out, we, shout out to Tina for understanding the name. The, the, the <laughs> Tina gets it. Tina gets it. Um, so <laughs> after this match, we saw a recap of last week with Ronda and Charlotte. And uh, Charlotte cut a promo uh, saying she doesn't get humiliated or embarrassed because she's adored. And um, they were setting up this beat the clock challenge tonight, which didn't quite go how we thought, but we did have, man, there were a lot of promos tonight for uh, a pre-taped show. Um, let's talk about Baron Corbin and with Madcap Moss's trophy, talking about destroying the one things that Moss loves the most. What did you think of this, uh, Mr. Goods? Oh, it's um, just goods now. Just it- good. Oh, look at that. I lost a Z. That's wow. Nobody, um, wow. Maybe I got an email about that, but that's unfortunately, but you know, I guess it's shortened, but that's okay. Uh, I thought this was a pretty good, it was fine. I, I only think it was good because Madcap Moss didn't come off as the Madcap Moss he's been in terms of that joking character telling terrible jokes. I really think they need to get away from that. Even if that means he has to wrestle in coveralls, I'll take it. Uh, but I thought he came off fine with a segment like this. Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss, I think both need name changes because he doesn't seem happy these days now that he's not friends with Madcap anymore. They need to change both of their names so that they can kind of start fresh and maybe even start with new opponents. So do they just become Corbin and, and Moss or Corbin and Madcap? How do you, how do you, Freddie Good, how do you uh, attack this name, this name change? I've, I've always liked the name Riddick Moss. I, I think that they can go back to Riddick Moss. That I believe that is a real name. Actually, they probably won't because it's his real name. But, you know, they don't even have to. They could drop the madcap. They could just call him Moss for all. Who cares? Uh, Andy Moss or something like that in tribute to Randy Moss. And then Corbin could just be Corbin. Or he could be Baron Corbin. Yes. I The one thing I enjoyed about this segment was that the trophy got an entrance. I thought that was great. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I popped for it. Out. I popped for it. Even though what? we knew where it was going, as soon as they came out carrying the trophy, I was like, "Okay, one of them is Moss, and he's gonna do his thing." But yeah, I thought I thought my cat must look great here. Jezebel, uh, you're getting very over with your new name trending on Twitter. Uh, what did you think of this intercontinental title match tonight between Shanky versus Ricochet, and Ricochet retaining his title? I didn't understand why it was happening. I didn't care. Mm-hmm. I really want more for Ricochet and this Intercontinental Championship ring. This title hasn't meant anything for a long, long time. And that just has to stop. You you managed to build interesting storylines on Raw with your secondary title. Because I think theory is interesting, right? A lot more interesting than what Ricochet is doing right now. I just, I can't. I want more for Ricochet and I want more for the Intercontinental title overall. It feels, if you're a big wrestling fan, it just feels disrespectful that this is how we're doing it. And I I think this is not even building towards an Intercontinental title, anything. This is building towards Shanky and Jinder breaking up. That's what they're doing this for. They're not even doing it to put Ricochet over. And it's stupid. And yeah, yeah. I, I feel like everybody who is in an alliance always has to tease these breakup storylines. They're just getting to the point where they don't mean much. And it, it's a shame because RK bro, one day they're going to break up and that is going to mean a lot. And I really do think that it's going to be such a monumental moment. They need to protect that idea of teams breaking up because if they keep breaking up, keep breaking up and you have this huge split, it's going to kind of ruin the mystique of it. Uh, so I really don't like that they're just randomly do it. And I didn't like this match at all. I, I thought it was fine, but it's just... 
you would never know that Shanky was seven feet tall and how he was booked, how easily he was taken off his feet by a guy half his size. And this, the roll up, the fact that Ricochet could roll him up, there's that old famous giant spot where they're trying to roll him up and it, you know, it's impossible. So they have to find something else. No, Ricochet just easily does it. And you could see him working with him. So it was a very weird match. I didn't like it. And uh, I like that they're, they're uh, splitting up gender and Shanky because I think gender versus Ricochet could actually be really good. It already happened. He yeah, beat already Jinder last week. Yeah, but I mean, if they give them like a real feud with like a real match, not just this stepping stone for the two of them to break up. Boom. Yeah, no. which, I mean, they already kind of did it backwards. <laughs> yeah, by giving away the match. I, I, I appreciate the fact that they're at least giving Ricochet like an honest run as Intercontinental Champion, saying he's Intercontinental Champion, and most importantly, defending that title on TV. I think that is going to help if they're consistent. But these matches that he's had have been pretty forgettable. I don't think they've given him the time that um, where he could really, really show you what he's got. So hopefully they keep this going where he's doing it like an open challenge. Well... Also, uh, Freddie, Jezebel, how in the hell do you remember anything that happened on SmackDown last week? Uh, it's, I don't know, probably because they showed us like about 10,000 recaps between tonight and Monday Night Raw. Yeah, I mean, they've got about, you know, it's only been six days. I, I Usually about seven days, it stays in my mind and, and then it just goes away. Yeah, so that Saturday hits. It, actually, my memory is about yeah. to clear up in about five minutes for me, so... I'm worried yeah. I'm about to get massively confused by all my cartel adjacent TV shows because this week I watched Better Call Saul. I finished the the last season of Good Girls and then tonight the last season of Ozark drops. So I'm about to be very confused between three TV shows that have massive similarities. Man, do you ever get the characters confused where you think one storyline is going on with the other? I do. I think and I think Good Girls. Did you ever watch that with Christina Hendricks, Retta and uh, Mae Whitman? No, no. That's good, but it's it's kind of like a network TV version of like a Breaking Bad type show, you know? Um, it's enjoyable, though. Like, uh, you know, just it flies by. So kind of like a watered-down version. Yeah, it's not as... I mean, Better Call Saul is like awesome. Ozark is more often than not good, but Ozark is like exceptionally dark. Yeah. I don't know. So we will see. Um, we have more. Oh, I'm getting something from WWE creative. Uh -oh. This is very exciting. They have said, you know, we are so confident in this. We didn't even need to research it because we just think this name rolls off the tongue. It's, it has a familiar quality to it where we think everyone's going to get it and you're just going to get over because people are going to feel like they've been hearing your name their entire life. I'm excited to see what this is. Oh, Earl okay. Harbor. What Earl. Up? Oh, yeah. Earl. There we go. Earl Harbor. <laughs> I think this is going to be the one that sticks. Yes. I, I also noticed they changed Freddie's last name. They, oh, what? <laughs> just keep look at that. Letter. Unbelievable. They, so they're shortening it again. They, they must see more star potential in this one. I, I didn't even notice that. Thanks, you guys, for pointing that out. This is a developing story. Yeah. So I'm Freddie, so it's shortening the name again. Okay, well, I'm sure I'm just going to Earl Harbor. Freddie. Earl Cooper. Harbor. Man. Jezebel and Butch. <laughs> uh dream realm studio i always think it says dream ream dream realm studios two dollars jezebel creative says outcast is suing i think <laughs> i think you got fair use i think it'll work i think it'll be good the, we're, uh, we're gonna... soon, I, I, wwe is gonna see that super chat i guarantee you my name is about i'm gonna get the call and my name will change here probably throughout the hey, next two minutes you know a name change sometimes is enough to get you over and we're seeing that tonight with jezebel also with raquel rodriguez tonight versus kat cordoza uh raquel Getting a very, very good, uh, not a straightforward 
uh, squash. I mean, they let her do a little bit more, but what did you think of this, Freddie? It was good. It was good for what it was with Raquel Rodriguez. You could tell that they see a lot in her. I don't like this whole thing where she has to smile through everything she's doing. That's their thing with Raquel Rodriguez, although she was doing a lot more of it in NXT. But um, I, I thought it was fine. I think uh, if they get behind her, she's going to be, you know, they don't have a lot of big women in terms of taller, um, the type of build that Raquel brings. So she's really going to stand out on that roster. So I'm looking forward to seeing the rest of a lot of people. Yeah, but to your point, I also don't want to see her smiling with that build. Yeah. When you're a bad bitch, to quote Jay Cargill herself, you shouldn't have to be walking around smiling and being all like, oh, my God, no, like, let her be dominant. Let her show up. Put her put her in a face-off with Charlotte Flair so people can really comprehend the size of her. But, you know, if people are not watching NXT and her how you carry yourself would also show up on your size. And they're taken away from her build with this smiley promos. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, she got um, over doing, you know, I, especially because she got over in NXT, the original NXT, just being this mean type of giant. And she was so good in that role in terms of all that fire that she would show uh, that I think it kind of hurts Mystique. Although, you know, she looks great. And you know why WWE in their philosophy of putting smiles on people's faces. So, you know, I know exactly why as a babyface, they're going to make her kind of portray that role. Yeah. Um, who, who do you put her in a feud with? I like the idea of her and Natalia. I think Natalia would be a perfect opponent for her based on, oh my God, what in the hell is going on here? Freddie Go now. I yeah. was fine with the name Freddie Good, but whatever. I thought I'm Freddie Rosemary Goon. now. I'm Rosemary now. Rosemary. I, that, that, yeah, i suing Scared WWE and oh, yeah. they completely changed my name to Rosemary. So, um, Glenn, I'm sorry, Earl, Earl, to your point, that I, I saw that they announced Shayna Baszler and Sasha Banks for next week. And yeah. it made me so sad because that's a match that a couple of years ago when Shayna Baszler was at the top of her NXT heel run, I oh, would have yeah. paid good money to see. So it just made me so sad because I will say if Shayna was the badass that we knew her as, Shayna and Raquel would be money. But yes. now, you know, I think you can get um, Shayna back to that. But right now, Shayna is just lost in the shuffle. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Um, so got a little backstage promo with Gunther and Ludwig Kaiser. Kaiser uh, speaking some German because that sounds menacing. Yes. Tough. In a dark room, no less. <sighs> On to better things. Let's talk about RK Bro out there tonight. Face to face with the Usos, Drew and Roman getting involved. Now, Rosemary. What'd you think of this segment? Uh, wait, what? <laughs> the segment tonight with the Usos, RK Bro, Drew, Why would I... Roman, and your man. It made no fucking sense. I'm sorry. I, I, I'm so angry at this. I don't understand. You took away the only match that everybody was looking forward to at Backlash, and now you're really showing that you had no plan for anything here. No sense. It, it just makes absolutely no sense. Maybe they just wanted one match to not be a rematch, but I'm hoping that because I did see that it, there's a confirmed appearance from Raw, um, Roman and the Usos on Raw that we get a little bit backstory or that they split these matches and have Drew and Roman on a one-on-one and we keep the tag titles unification because I, I'm sorry, I hate it everything about this. Like, why have I been invested into RK Bro and the Usos for the last couple of weeks? 
and now it's not anything to worry about. Nope, I love Roman Reigns. I usually do, but I'm very negative in regards to this. I, I didn't like. I, I think love it's that a very honesty. questionable decision. Wow. Love it. I love the honesty. That's why she changed her name to Rosemary, because of honesty like that. And I'm completely with you on that in that I felt like this was kind of a bait and switch move. Uh, I was actually very excited. I thought that that tag team match should have main invented WrestleMania Backlash because of these two yeah. great teams that That's are legendary. What I thought we were going. Yeah, you know they're going to have a good match and there's a lot of stakes. Those tag team titles being no, uh, unified and it looks like they just not only completely went away from it, but they're doing a match now dragging Drew uh, McIntyre and Roman Reigns in it where it, Why? to my knowledge, is not going to be winner take all and it's a very throwaway main event for a pay-per-view. If I bought tickets to this pay-per-view because there's going to be this unified tag match, which a lot of people probably did. I would be pissed. Six-man tag is kind of whack. Six-man tag has always been whack. Always. Yeah, I wouldn't say always, and I would, especially, you know, really? in AEW with, with trios matches, I think. Trios are not a six-man tag. Exactly, and so they're two different styles of matches. But to that point, WWE has done good six-man tag matches when they want, especially when there's hands like, listen, this is going to be a good match. You, you got a lot of great workers in there, and I have no um, doubt that this is going to be a good match. It's just there's no stakes. It's like a TV main event on a pay-per-view, and I just think they did a disservice to the people who are paying customers at that event. And that's that's what I'm saying. Unless you're putting all the titles on the line, that's the only thing that makes a six man tag good, in my yes. opinion. Otherwise, it just sort of screams like we need a main event this week, and why not toss, you know, two feuds together, basically. Right. Uh oh, okay. So um while you were talking, WWE asked me for some uh -oh. facts about myself. Apparently, there's been a little bit of a backlash. Uh oh, about Earl Harbor, apparently something happened in Hawaii. I mean, I don't want to get, I don't want to rehash the past, but apparently, you know, uh, I don't, I don't think it was recently. I think it was a while ago. But they're like, you know, we, our audience is very old and they remember it, so we think this might be bad. So they asked me some facts about me. I was like, well, my dad's a rabbi. Um, you know, my my, you know, shoot last name is Rubenstein. So they came up with something new. They said they're going to put it on the air. Let's see what's up. I think this will be good. Um, oh, oh, it's a nod to Drew oh, Hill. How about with that? With DRU. Yeah, Amazing. Drew Wish. That is so, adorable. So, you know what I can do in cutting a promo is, you know, I could be like, you know, you think you're going to beat me? Make a wish. Ah, there you go. You know? Good uh, synergy you know? with the Make a Wish Foundation. Oh, my God. This will be great. This will be good. I'm excited about this name. Love Drew Hill. I mean, when are they getting back together? Oh, who doesn't? I need to see some Cisco. Not Thong Song Cisco, even though that was a classic and a Negro spiritual. I need Drew Hill Cisco. Yo, the Thong Song. Don't even get me started. I could talk about that song all day. Still, Still slaps. slaps. Every auntie in the building. <laughs> yep. And that music uh, video, a classic. Oh, yes. The white, yeah. the white. What is that? The silk jumpsuit that he had? Yes. Jumping oh. on the booties. Oh, incredible. <laughs> Okay, what is next tonight on SmackDown? Oh, we had uh, Naomi versus Shayna Baszler with Naomi getting the win. And uh, do you think, I mean, Naomi and Sasha have to retain these belts, right, in the championship match? Yeah. Yeah, of course they have to. And Natalia's showing up, attacking Naomi. Sasha Banks out there as well. Um, Naomi or uh, Natalia doing like double duty between NXT and SmackDown. 
Yeah, she's in that yeah. workhorse. It's kind of like the Dolph Ziggler role. I think he showed what that's going to be in terms of they're going to continue to be on the road, but they're also going to fly into Florida on Tuesdays and, and work. And because the schedule is a lot lighter than it was in terms of main events and live events, you know, it's it's not that rough of an ask. Right. Yeah. Although they're going to yeah. be in Europe this, this week, so I don't expect to see her pulling double duties this time around. Right. Oh, Freddie G. Oh, okay. See, I like that though. They could, if we could just keep the Freddie G, if that's legal, you know, I know they're tinkering with the character. They think it's going to get over if it's shorter, but I like Freddie G. Freddie G is the one that should be. Oh, Edward Cousins saying the cousin of Shorty G. Yes, there you go. I know him. I will not, I will not confirm those rumors, but I do know Shorty G. Uh, Terry Allen Jr., $2.30 saying Shinsuke versus Roman should happen at Backlash. Yeah, that segment. I mean, I. There is a part of me that understands because if I have an opportunity to come out there and get some loving from the tribal chief, I'm going to go for it. So maybe Shinsuke was thinking that. Maybe Shinsuke was like, what if I can get a hug? You know, I would have done it too. But that segment is a wa- was a waste of all of our times, except for Shinsuke, who got to be embraced by the tribal chief. I'm still jealous. Yeah. Oh, yeah, WWE nice creative uh, keeps making updates. And uh, Sydney now joining the podcast. Oh, what's up, Sydney? Good to see you. Yeah, it's yeah. great. I think I, I really like this one. I think this one will stick. I don't know. Don't you think Vince and Bruce are going to look at that and say, uh, aha, what if we flip the D and the N around and then it's like Cindy, but it's got sin in it. Like, you know, <laughs> uh, and they can trademark road. that too. Oh, well, I mean, let's hope, really let's hope Stanford's not, uh, not watching this, you know? Oh, they are. Know. Yeah. Um, David Montalvo, $2, saying, sorry, Issa, PR, I'm assuming Puerto Rico, not public relations. WWE wants you to be from Venezuela. Saludos uh, a Venezuela, mi amor, pero Boricua para siempre. No idea what any of that means. Sí, me también. <laughs> oh, I'm getting something from WWE. They're saying, uh, look, we've already got Drew McIntyre. We've already got Drew Gulak. Uh, for the oh, time no. we like, we we believe in Drew Wish. We think uh, you are the embodiment of Drew Wish, but we cannot have all these Drews. So for the time being, you're just going to go by Wish, and we're going to come up with. They're assuring me they're going to come up with a new name for me. They think again, you know, they know a little about me. They know my dad's a rabbi. They know my background. They think they think they're onto it with the theme, but they just haven't nailed the name yet. So they said, stand by. There will be an update coming later. But for now, let's see if Wish uh, can get over in the interim. Um, very promising. Very promising. Very promising. Yeah. Uh, hashtag where's Butch? Oh, God. Oh, they're doing a whole thing with this. They're really committing to this bit where Butch is gone. They've got the postcard graphics ready. And so we'll see. Where, where do they find Butch? Because they didn't find him tonight. They're, it's going to go nowhere. You know that, right? He's just going to come out with Seamus like nothing happened next week and they're going to pretend this never happened. But when Jeff when when Jeff Hardy did the same thing, it was drugs, you know, but Butch <laughs> does it and he's a whole scavenger hunt. <laughs> I, I never want to put this out. Like, I hope everybody keeps their jobs and whatnot. It just, it would be darkly funny if like, that was the last time we ever saw him where they, where's Butch? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, he just disappeared out in the universe and nobody ever found him. Yeah. Where do you think he is, Fred? Uh, oh, look at that. It's uh, it, That'll look better on the posters. But I think Butch is somewhere in South Florida. I've been told uh, he's in South okay. Florida just hanging out. 
which thing. I know they have a European tour that they're on, so he might have caught a flight to that, maybe uh, visited some relatives. But I hear okay. he is on the streets of South Florida, just having a whale of the time. Okay. Wish, where do you think Butch is? Oh, well, there are some obvious jokes to be made with a name like that, but Please. I won't make them. No, nope. um, do it. So, <laughs> no, look, I think he could. This might be maybe, maybe Pete Dunn shows back up. You know, maybe uh, he's out of witness protection at this point. But we did get Ridge Holland versus Xavier Woods tonight. What was this uh, sh shaken Seamus thing? Like they keep trying to put over like different nicknames for this faction tonight. Ridge Holland versus Xavier Woods. What did you think of this, Cindy? Uh I, I wish I cared, honestly. I wish I, I was more invested scrolling through the worst butch hashtag and just seeing how people were reacting to that because it was some ridiculously funny tweets out there than paying attention to this. And for some reason, I had a feeling it was going to turn into a second match right after. Maybe it's the fact that we had the news of the releases before the show and knowing that it was pre-taped, kind of like my viewing experience tonight was not 100% there, but I just haven't cared about this feud since the beginning. Even, you know, I hope Big E is getting better, but even when Big E was still involved, I didn't care for this. There's just something lacking with the story that I just don't care. Good match, though. Of course, it always is. All of these guys are super talented, especially Seamus. Yeah. And I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Wish. I was Fred. You might think 50-50 uh, booking between the tag teams. So Xavier Woods won that. Then we had Seamus versus Kofi Kingston. Was Seamus picking up the win? Of course. Yeah, and this, I mean, they really stretch with this, but I believe they were in five consecutive segments between the promos, the matches, the aftermatch, and then another pre-match promo, a match and aftermath. And you know what's missing from this storyline, Issa, is a story. Like, we've never really been given an actual reason as to why, yeah, Butch no, was missing and they got in fights. But the actual story is where's Butch? That's the most interesting thing right. that has come out, <laughs> out of this whole thing. Yes. They should yeah. have like a GPS or something like that on him. And I do like the Shaker Seamus thing was very funny for what it was because this crowd was all over Seamus. And it's just kind of a line that Xavier Woods said while he was calling Seamus a thought and a hoe and saying that he has all these different tag team partners. And the Shaker Seamus, I thought it was funny that it just like they came back from break and they were chanting it. And it, they were just really all over the poor, poor Seamus tonight. Yeah. Shout out to this crowd for Steam being chanting. They were sitting there through what the and a half hour, four hours since they yeah. had to sit through two shows. Yeah, I mean, and you could tell the, I mean, the crowd getting that into it. I mean, more power to them. Um, oh, now it's Fred, like the band's Fred. Yeah, oh, yeah, Fred, yes. you want him dead? Put some bullets in the coffin. Yeah, there is. Yeah, <laughs> you had that on, on deck. Oh, I mean, look. I, I mentioned that when I bought this house in Vegas last year and I was commuting out here, I had this weird urge where I was like, I'm going to listen to the band CD and watch them making the band. And yeah, I like got really back into listening to the band for like a good 30 days last spring. D-A-B-A-N-D. And you can't stream that on Paramount Plus. There's like you can or can't. videos. No, you cannot. There's bootleg oh. videos on YouTube. And of course, the, but the Chappelle show sketch is really. Yeah. It's just, it's one of those rare things where I usually go back and watch the fights on making the, the band or the band when, you know, between yeah. Ness and Fred, but Chappelle making fun of that was even funny. Absolutely. Uh, and, uh, you know, the band had hard times. You also had hard times. Lacey Evans. But tonight, talking about ah, going yes. to the Marines, graduating from <laughs> Come on, please stop. Stop. I'm sorry. 
This is enough. The first one was great. Now I just want to punch her in the face. It's a heel. It's a heel. She's not a baby face. This is a heel. If you have no desire to punch her in the face every time you watch her do this, there's something wrong with you. She's like that one person at the family reunion that tells one interesting story and they realize they captivated everybody's attention. So now they won't shut the hell up and they're just talking nonsense. I'm going to tell you something, Lacey Evans. I hope you're listening to this. One time, I asked my mom to make me white rice because I don't like mixed rice. <laughs> and I went ahead and talked back at her. So she didn't make my white rice. So I refused to eat. So I didn't eat for an entire 12 hours. You don't hear me complaining about that in front of the cameras, like on my YouTube channel or nothing. We all have hard times, bro. Wait, you, know, you, you only like white rice? Yes. Makes you kind of a ricist. <laughs> Good Lord. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> you ricisted me. I'm just saying, I had hard times too, you know? <laughs> I think you need these stories every single week, by the way. Every week we see Lacey Evans. I want the clap back from Issa. Uh, but I will Got say, it. I did not want to punch Lacey Evans in the face watching this. <laughs> I actually did enjoy this one. And I have liked the shift in character. Soft. I get it, Issa. S-A-W-F-T. Soft. I get it. <laughs> But these are good. I don't want to discourage WWE from doing things like this because it's not that foreign of a concept. If somebody has an interesting story, the way we've known she's had this interesting story, you make the best out of it by telling the story. They're doing a good job having her authentically connect. And I did think she was humble in this one in saying yeah. that she's no better than them and they're no better than me. That was and the best line. I you know what I mean? Everything that she said, that was actually the best line, the final line, when she said, I'm not better than them, but they're not better than me. I, she would have just yes. said that. I would have been great. Yes, I, I thought this was great babyface work for a company that does not know how to book babyfaces. So seeing something like this to me is a breath of fresh air. I look, I think she's great. I think her story is great. The presentation of this, like when they cut away and show the montage with the music, that's good. But when they have her standing there in front of that backdrop, that's where it loses me. There's a lot of power in somebody standing and looking at the camera. But unfortunately, that's been like 85% of the series. And it's... um. I don't know. Like I've said it all along, A plus material, like C plus presentation. You know? Yeah. Well, I would say, I think she's doing really, great now. Why can't she just say that? I'm doing great now. Like, stop. Get over it. You did great. Move on. She is getting over it. She's get, I think she's getting over by doing this. <laughs> and these people, you know, there's that old saying that it's not fair, but people always blame it. You know, as Larry Sanders saying, you should know too, Glenn, the, the Midwest, this, the Midwest, you're going to scare the Midwest. No, we don't want yeah. the Midwest to freak out. People always blame things on the Midwest. It's like an old TV thing. This is something that the Midwest, quote unquote, would really like in terms of all these networks that WWE appeals to. And this is just another flavor they can offer to just maybe the blue collar type person. Although anybody who has or wants an inspirational story i think can connect to this on some level sure yeah so we'll talk about the main what event i, do, you know, I want to be on i want to be clear i prefer isa's stories to Lacey i Evans. didn't i didn't eat for 12 hours yes fr because i don't know what your name is i don't even know what your name is anymore no is that a periodic table symbol yes franium <laughs> is it franium uh so uh yeah it's spelled Francium, Frankium. I don't know. Maybe it's. We Frankium. should know this with our public education. Shout out to public education. Uh, Frank. Oh no, that's French. Okay, we'll, we'll get it, everybody. Got it. Oh, uh, speaking of which, they have a new name for me. This is kind of Frank. boring, but they're saying standby. They have a gimmick that's going to go with this. They think this. Uh, they think this one's the winner. They think this is going to be good. Let's. Uh, yes. We'll find out. We'll find out soon what the gimmick is going to be right. behind this name that Vince himself said, this is a perfect gimmick 
that we think is just going to suit you so well. We're not going to have any problems with this name. It's going to be beloved. It's going to be fantastic. I look forward. Vince, I can't wait to see what you're going to have in mind for this. So that's where you're hiding. I quit the I quit beat the clock challenge tonight. SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte Flair versus Aaliyah. Uh, and then we also had Ronda versus Shotzi. Um, Carmen, like the yes. opera. What did you think of both of these matches and the outcome with Charlotte losing? Uh, I, I thought that Ronda is starting to look a little more comfortable out there. I noticed that last week. I noticed that again this week. I thought the match was great, but the banter between her and and Charlotte, I don't think she's coming off as, oh my God, like me, like she was in the beginning. Right now, I feel like she's capitalizing on the fact that she knows that people don't like Charlotte. So mocking her is, seems to be making Ronda just come off a little bit more likable in this field. Um, as soon as I saw that uh, Charlotte was getting Aaliyah just because she has this gimmick of getting these weird wins. I kind of knew the direction that this was going on. But my favorite thing was when the clock stopped, Pat said, so did Aaliyah win? And I just started yeah. laughing so hard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he, had, he was legitimately confused. And even Michael Cole had been like, well, that is a good point. Like, so Aaliyah won or Aaliyah and Ronda won or who won? Because they're doing the little cutesy booking. That's exactly what they get. I know. I thought it was so funny. Sometimes um, that's what I love about Pat on commentary. It feels like it's one of us sitting there, like saying the things that we would say, you know, and you don't get that <laughs> yeah. a lot from this, like, WWE groom commentators. So I just appreciated that. But overall, my takeaway from this was definitely that I can see Ronda slowly getting a little more comfortable. I saw a little bit of it last week and I saw a little bit of it this week. We also haven't talked about how Drew Gulak was the bell timekeeper. Yes. Ringing yes, the yes, bell this week. Yeah. Well, well, I, I actually, I, thought, I think it's very funny that they're doing something new with Drew, Ma Drew Ma uh, Gulak every single week. I think that's really good. I think he can get over doing this. And he's a very good punching bag, like the JR role in terms of people are going to have sympathy for him. Uh, I do think, you know, he could be a wrestler in town, but I think that hopefully is the long-term goal. Uh, but he can really get over doing this. And I will say that build to WrestleMania, I was very critical of that, of Ronda and Charlotte. I think this I Quit build has been very good in terms of getting over this match stipulation, doing something every week that's entertaining, getting heat on Charlotte. I think this is a much better build than what they had at WrestleMania. Definitely. Yeah. And it looks like I'm down to F, ladies and gentlemen. We're oh. going in a completely new F direction. F in the chat. F in the chat for F, please. F in the chat, yes. It's a very aerodynamic. We can sell a lot of Fs, a lot of foam Fs to be sold. Yes. yes. Um. So, yeah, of course, Charlotte ended up uh, attacking Drew Gulak after. We thought he was going to be in the I Quit uh, Beat the Clock Challenge, but no, he still yeah. did get attacked. It was a weird ending. Like, when it ended, I was like, that was the end of the show? You know, like Same. the Fox Sports music came on, and I was like, "Really? That that was it?" Um, Same. It is what it is. Uh, okay, I'm getting something from WWE. Uh, to they're saying my Dan Frank gimmick. I'll read this for the first time on the air. Uh, we think you're going to be really happy with this. We think there's opportunities for promos. You know, we like the name Dan Frank because you're going to be very frank and direct with people. And in fact, you're going to have a journal where you write your explicit thoughts, where you're uh, hiding out backstage. Oh, and the gimmick was canceled already, apparently. Oh, no. Already uh, oh, was too much. And WWE wow. said, stand by. We're going to have a new name. But we didn't think that through fully. We promise next time. The, you know, again, we want to tie into your Jewish heritage and faith. We think it's cool your dad's a rabbi. We think there's something we could do there, but 
you know, we haven't really hit the mark yet. They're asking me to please give them a little patience. So for now, I'm, you know, just uh, TBD. We'll I didn't make that connection. I really, I don't. I didn't either. I mean, who, who even, what? Oh, it looks like you we know? get the same treatment. Oh I don't God. even have any letters left uh, myself, Glenn. This wow. is just ridiculous how they just keep, everything's just getting shorter and shorter. It's, well, yours is longer than mine, your blank space. Yeah, least. next thing you know, I'm just going to. He's in the cornfield. He's disappeared. Uh, so we will talk about Rampage tonight. Great Overall, news. They, though, they took away my name because of Eva Marie. Wow. They had given me Eva and then they remember Eva Marie and they didn't want any confusion. So now I'm also um, on limbo waiting on a name. Unbelievable. They just shorted me so much. They even took me out of the, the chat. This is ridiculous. Wow. I'm going to have ridiculous. to really... You know, I don't like these names. I'm going to have to put my foot down. I don't like these names. You know, they're assuring like me next time. They think they got something really cooking. And they got a backstory, too. I like that they're thinking through backstories for this. Because it shows yes. that they're really... Vince personally has told me he's invested in my character. And I think Good. that that... You know, what That's amazing. More, yeah, I mean, what better stamp of approval is there? I just um, actually got a private message myself that they are working oh. on my gimmick. They're retooling the character. They're going to give me a new name any minute now, they're saying. And uh, it looks like... Um, any minute now, we're going to get a new name for me. So I'm just going to keep you guys updated on that. Uh, things are looking good for the artist formerly known as Freddie Goods. Well, as of Freddy right Goods. now, I've been told that I am going to be known as an exclamation point. So, oh, no, oh, well, that's, yeah. that's kind of exciting that's start, huh? I like it, right? Right? Like it makes you like, well, I don't know. I over exaggerate when I text. With oh, here it is, everybody. Point. My new name, uh, WDB has come to terms with the release of Freddie Goods <laughs> as of Friday, April 29, 2022. <laughs> Wish Freddie the best in all. Oh, it was great working with you, man. Oh, God. Nice. <laughs> Guys. This... God. <laughs> oh, my God. God damn it. He took what my final joke was going to be. I had a birthday. <laughs> <of that. laughs> oh, my God. This is why we need to coordinate these things ahead of time. No, no, because it makes it funnier when we don't. Blank, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, can you please give me your um, best memory out of working with Freddie Goods, even though it lasted a whole um, 40 minutes? I think my favorite part of his run was actually when he was Freddie Goo. Because yeah. I think that the way they had him with a uh, silly string cannon... And he would just, he would, you know, be in the ring and just announce like, it's goo time, you know, yeah, and I... uh, coat the audience and the wrestlers in uh, oh, Silly Oh, Freddie, you're back. Yes, back, new gimmick, new copyrighted name, you know, just uh, every day is a new beginning. So great to be back on this podcast. Incredible, Sorry to interrupt. incredible. I'm so happy to have, we were just talking about our favorite uh, Freddie Goods memory. So we're so happy you're oh, back. Good. Yeah, that was with the Z. This is with an S. We're a whole new beginning. Yeah, this is. I, I I feel positive about this one. Good. I really okay. do. I don't think you're gonna get released again like other people have. Yes. Oh, yes. this is exciting. I just got a personal note from Vince McMahon mm -hmm. saying he doesn't think there's gonna be a problem with this. He said this is good, you know, because my middle name is uh, actually my my shoot middle name is David. You know, obviously Rubenstein's a really Jewish last name. He's got something here. He's got a story with it. So uh, apparently. Sure. Apparently, my character, my father, Sam, was also Sam Berkowitz, was also a wrestler. And I'm I'm the son of Sam and I'm a wrestler and I get a dog. The son of Sam. And I get a dog uh -huh. that comes with me in the ring. So where <laughs> wow. could this possibly go wrong? I think uh, 
I think this is, oh, no, wait, wait, it's the name of what? Sorry, I'm, I'm getting something in my other ear. Someone just bothered to, to Google this because it's already, it's already trending. It's already, they already, WWE stepped in it once again. You know, they tried to give uh, Gunther like, you know, a name associated with World War II and some bad stuff. And uh, now once again, WWE has screwed no. it up. That's so it's going to happen, man. Censorship is everywhere. It's true. Okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to give Vince some more details. Maybe like, you know, maybe I want to go for something just a little, uh, you know, a little peppier, a little kind of yeah. more, a little sassy, you know, maybe, maybe we're leaning too much on, on the, the shtick of my background and my dad and everything. Well, I think, hopefully I think we you don't get else. a stripper name. Cause that's my new name. Apparently. Oh, so Paris Monroe. That is it. Oh, I like that. Very I like that. Okay. Thank you. That's thank good. You. No, I think that's a uh, good times. Okay. So let's talk about rampage tonight pre-taped of course as always no and next week they're going to be early but are they going to be live next week it's at six right we need to we need to we need reminders of these things you guys yeah wait they're six eastern yeah oh my god they're gonna be bumped around quite a few shows are gonna get bumped around it's gonna be uh you know tough tough waters for rampage going up against the playoffs in addition to kind of the viewership problems that they're already having consistently so we'll see how it is able to hold up against this competition Hmm. and out of its time slot which is always going to be a killer when you're not going on at the same time yeah no it's going to be tough but tonight there was a lot to look forward to um starting with this owen hart foundation tournament the qualifying match darby allen with sting versus swerve strickland a match that i loved thought super super hot start to the show paris monroe what did you think of this match this is my darby allen impersonation <laughs> um i thought it was great <laughs> i i kind of knew darby was gonna win so i you know i i didn't look up any any spoilers here i just knew just based on the whole pillar thing i would assume that at this point the tournaments will build other stars but that's not the case darby moves on it was a good match. I like I like that they embraced later on and kind of gave each other the little pat yeah. on the shoulder. That was good. Yeah. I mean, this is excellent. I, I really did like this opener, and I just like this as a match. This is really, really good, these two. Uh, very, very good chemistry, and they worked uh, very well together. I, I love Darby yeah. in these types of matches. He's always known for taking all these crazy bumps and wrestling these hardcore matches. I think he's just as good, if not better, in matches where he just gets to wrestle. I will say that. I, I'm not a big Darby Allen fan myself, right? But when he just wrestles a straight-up wrestling match, I tend to enjoy it more than the crazy bumps yeah. and this and that because you get to see that he's actually talented. And it's more than just, oh my God, this guy jumps and does all these crazy things. So I do appreciate seeing him in regular wrestling matches. Yeah. I mean, look, both these guys, I think, are such superstars wherever they wrestle. Uh, I think with Swerve, actually, I think Swerve is doing better in AEW, maybe his NXT title run, just in terms of attention. But I feel like they're treating him like a huge deal. They're doing a good enough job with him. I think he's getting exposure and he's, you know, I don't know about booking is kind of in the middle there, but I, I do like the fact that he comes off as a big star every time he's out there. People love chanting Swerve's house. So, I mean, he's getting used. I think it's a, right now it's about even in terms of, and I would even say in NXT with Hit Row, he seemed his transcendency or his trajectory seemed like it was going to be, you know, a lot bigger. But, right. you know, they're, they're doing fine with him, especially from a wrestling standpoint. I just love right. that. Darby tends to be in a lot of matches with people with different styles. And I think being with someone so agile this time, we got to see a more physical match. Right. Um, yeah. You know, it wasn't just waiting for the spots. 
Yeah, which is why I appreciated that later on they gave each other their flowers because I did think they mm -hmm. brought out the best out of each other. That was very, very good. In fact, Dylan Matthews saying never been a big fan of Darby Allen, but tonight he pleasantly surprised me. I mean, I've yeah. always thought this kid was going to be a star. I think pairing him with Sting ultimately maybe has hurt him a little bit because if you go back to when AEW launched and he was going to do these really intense vignettes that he was shooting, I think I personally thought that was more interesting. Um, but uh, I mean, Paris, uh, you know, he didn't even have rice, let alone the rice that he wanted. I mean... <laughs> I didn't eat. I didn't. I refused to eat just to, you know, be a badass. And my mom was like, okay, starve. And I'm like, really? You're going to let me starve? And she was like, yeah. It was a very traumatic experience for me. David Montalvo saying Dominic's older sister, Isa Mysterio. If I was hey. Dominic's older sister, my name would be Isa Guerrero. Thank you very much. Mm. Oh, that's a bar <laughs> right there. She's got you there. She's got you there, buddy. <laughs> okay, they've they've said they've got it. This I want something a little playful, a little sad, fun. I'm so. I think they said I'm gonna like this gimmick. It's gonna be a complete change of pace. Oh, okay, there I can go. hang with this. There I think go, this Lex. is good. Lex boyfriend. <laughs> I think this could oh, be fun. Great, you know, I can I can make that? time with uh, the the girls and perhaps even the guys in in NXT, and it'd be kind of like a fun gimmick. You know, he's he's a good, he's, he's Lex, the good time guy. You know? WWE's first non-binary gimmick. I think it'll be good. Beautiful. I think it'll, I think it'll be good. Good times. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, we'll, we'll hope. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Pansexual Lex. This is really going to be hot in the pansexual community. We'll really be bisexual. I mean, but you know, it works. It all works. It's all good. Everybody, it's all good. It has to be all inclusive. Yeah, well, it's true. It's true. Everybody can get it. That's what the shirts are going to say on the back. Everybody can on the get back. it. Everybody can get it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Actually, coming coming soon to pro wrestling uh, tees. <laughs> yeah, next boyfriend merch. Uh, into it. Uh, so yeah, this match was good. If you watch, actually, you know what? I mean, Rampage tonight. Rampage smoked SmackDown. There were some good. There were some good moments on SmackDown, but this was actually a pretty strong show. Uh, love this opening match, Darby defeating Swerve. Love them backstage having respect for each other. Um, love Jericho naming himself Sports Entertainer of the Week. That's you know, Jer Jericho, Jericho, part of the inspiration, he turned around his physique so much in four months. That's where I'm like, you know what? I'm 46. I got to take better care. Lex's boyfriend needs to you know, be in Jericho shape. So uh, it's time to take things seriously, you know? Yeah. He looks great, and I think his gear is very heelish. I like the yeah. uh, glittery, bedazzled Chelsea boots. He's got it down. I love Jericho uh, when he's when he's on this, like when he's on his heel showing off mode. It's the best Jericho, so I'm here for it. This match wasn't super long, but it was a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, the baddies, which is Jade Cargill, Kiara Hogan, and yeah, Ray versus Sky Blue, Trishador, and Willow Nightingale. Freddie, Freddie Goods, what'd you think of this? This is my type of professional wrestling. You know, if you've always seen professional wrestling, they don't probably, probably don't think of this. This is my type of professional wrestling. You got Trisha Dora in there as an indie wrestling goat. I hate it had to be her to take the pinfall, but I love me some baddies. I think these baddies look great. I'm going to have a pro wrestling bit on the baddies dropping tomorrow morning that I've been trying to drop for the last two weeks with Tony Khan's been balling out. And uh, very excited about this. And look, good to see them together. Good to see them wrestling together. Uh, it's been a good evolution from them going to the baddies section and now uh, being part of a stable with Jade, which is exactly what I think she needs. And, you know, I I, I don't know what Malcolm Bivens is doing, but he would be a good addition to uh, the, the baddies section if they needed him. But I, I'm fine with this just being black girl magic, to be honest. 
Yeah, I love this. I love the body section. Even the fact that she's actually really putting together body sections in every city and giving away free yeah. tickets. Like, Jay Cargill is over. She looks like the way everybody wants to look. Girls want to be her. Guys want to be her. Like, this is the, the woman that you want to push. So for these two girls to get a shot, to, to get to kind of, like, feed off of that, it's just incredible. You're creating more opportunities for the women, and, the, and AEW desperately needs to be doing that. So I am here for all of it. More opportunities for women and women fans in terms of a call to action to actually get them out there. This seems like something that AEW Heels has kind of struggled to do in terms of developing these consistent influxes of women's wrestling fans. Why not just bring them to the show with the baddie section and roll out the red carpet? I think it's a very smart idea. And this is how you grow your women's audience in terms of if you're AEW. The baddie section, this is what they wish the Los Lotharios kiss cam was. Yes, this is a lot more exclusive. This was great. This was a hell of a fun match. I want to see uh, more like this. Um, man, this show was just such a, a shot in the arm compared to SmackDown tonight. That would be a great dream match scenario. That's Forget the forbidden door. That needs to be... I, I want to see Lotharios X Batty section to see if any of them would be able to get this on camera and be worthy enough to get a kiss from a member of the Batty section. That's the type of dream match booking I want. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, yeah. You know how you know SmackDown was lackluster tonight is I didn't read any buzz about that show at all this week. And it was taped last Friday. Yeah, same. I, I saw a couple of things and none of them really played out. And then I think the bigger buzz on social media was what is going on with the tag title match and where's Butch. So it was a very uneventful show. Yes. There's no, really nothing happened. I mean, there was nothing to report. There's nothing to have buzz about. Yeah. Which is crazy because Raw was good. Yeah. And, and the news was tonight when they announced that six-man tag. That was a new development that I'm sure if they had announced that in the stadium, we would have heard. You know what I mean? Right. We'd have right. Heard they, they did, the yeah, stadium. you're right. They did manage to make it newsworthy for a show that probably will hurt in the ratings being pre-taped. Yeah. yeah. Um... So what was next? Keith Lee versus Colton Gunn with Austin Gunn. Very short match. Keith Lee getting a win. Yeah, good that they're keeping him strong. This is fine. Okay. I don't know why they beat him, but you know, it, 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 look good out there. Why did this match happen? How was it set up? What did I miss? It was it were they wrestling just to wrestle? Yeah, they were just doing wrestling. Again, there was no story behind this. It was just a showcase for Keith Lee. And then afterwards, they had something for Austin Gunn in terms of, or was that Colton Gunn? One of the guns. Or, yeah, you know, Colton. The, the ass Colton. boys with the acclaim. It just doesn't, uh, I don't know, because, okay, we need to get Keith Lee some win, but at the same time, it's like sometimes these matches without any essence to them almost feel as non-important as having him there cut a good promo or do something differently or set up an actual feud. But I'm never going to be against seeing Keith Lee win, especially, but his booking has just been so weird. So I just have to point it out. Yeah. What did you think, Paris, about this backstage promo with the Hardys talking to Tony Schiavone? Uh, and speaking of people that have been booked weird, here we have the Hardys, right? I don't remember this promo. Well, uh, Jeff Hardy is specifically teasing some one-on-one -on -one matches that he can do in singles mode and talking about...
about the tournament where uh, I believe he's going to face Bobby Fish. I mean, I th- it's always great to see Jeff Hardy get a solo run, right? But with that being said, I thought when they came together, we were going to maybe rehash the whole Broken. Maybe it's just me because I love the Broken Matt Hardy and Brother Nero and all of those days. So I really was hoping that we would get to see that run. Hopefully we do get it, but maybe they'll go with Jeff as a singles competitor. If they do, do more with him than what WWE did. Yeah, and they might be running out of time in terms of this kind of one last Hardy run because, you know, the the Hardys aren't going to be spry forever. And you can kind of see them moving around slower now. And um, they really need to, I don't think they should, you know, take their time in terms of booking some of these dream matches, quote unquote. Uh, So I just got something from Vince. I'm really enjoying this Lex boyfriend thing, but he's telling me he's got it. He said, you know, we had something available uh, that's inspired by a name that became available. And we think this is going to work even better for you. Oh my God. Okay. I can go. Pete's a good name. That's you good. Know? Yeah. Doesn't Pete, remind Pete, me of anything. It's very unique. Yeah, Pete, Pete Dunner, you know? That's good. Yeah. Because like what's better than getting it done? Getting it Dunner. I get getting it Dunner in the ring. Yes. Dunner. Yeah, the Dunner. Pete yeah, I think, Dunner. I, I think this will be really strong. I think this I think will be good. Great. I think, yeah. yeah. I think this is going to get her done. Maybe, maybe one day I can uh, face off against Butch in a one-on-one match. Oh, that would be great. I think the world would accept. That would be a fantasy match for me. Absolutely. Some people Uh, get it done. You get it doneer. I get it doneer. So, Monroe, what did you think about the response? uh, Young Bucks, Adam Cole, and Red Dragon. Lots of flexing backstage. Young Bucks taking their fashion game to more ridiculous levels. Uh -uh, It's uh, perfect. It's perfect. Perfect? Yeah, yeah, I love this. I love this. I'm excited for this. Anything that the elite does, I'm always behind them. Maybe it's because I'm an avid watcher of BTE, but I just really, really love everything that these guys do. And I just cannot get enough of this whole elite and the undisputed era kind of back and forth. And I cannot wait for Kenny Omega to come back when he's all healthy and just mess all of this up. And we finally get the elite and the undisputed era. It's going to be beautiful. Yeah, I feel like that's what we've been waiting for this whole time with this storyline. I I don't hate the fact that they're together and they've done good work. And I I like that they're now friendly and they're going to be friendly for a little while longer because this act is funny, especially with Brandon Cutler and how they play off him. But, um, you know, eventually I really do want to see, hopefully Kenny Omega is closer to returning so we can see that get into motion because I don't want this to get stale before yeah i guarantee you it's because of kenny being out that they haven't done it yet you know that yeah. you gotta like kind of like let it go on a little bit longer because i do think that he's gonna be the piece that comes back and and makes mm-hmm. people pick sides and that's when it will really get interesting yeah so i love how they said tonight dan Housen and hook not a match but a face-off <laughs> and they made it seem like it was gonna be a match like hook was gonna start it and then wouldn't you know it everything had to get ruined when tony niece came to the ring with Mark Sterling. Um, do they pay this off or do we use this diversion to delay the Danhausen hook match or perhaps do they become a team? I mean, I think they're going to become a team. I think they're now building to the handshake and fans are chanting Hookhausen. I- I'm fine with these two crossing paths and it's entertaining and the people like it. But long term, I don't know if this is what you want to do with Hook just yet in terms of like a long term goofy storyline. But then again, WWE is like the master of these strange bedfellow tag teams and they often do create stars out of this. So there is a model that maybe mainstream wrestling fans can gravitate to. And this is in Hook's wheelhouse in terms of being this weird, ironic feud that he could be in. 
So it looks like they're going to have them together as a team. And um, yeah, they said it was a face-off instead of being a match. And I think people really did want to see them have a match. I did. Um, but I'm not, I don't want, I don't want Hook involved in this. I'm sorry. I feel like he got so organically over. You had a good thing going here. And I know that Dan Housen is appealing to certain people, but I just don't know that he's going to elevate Hook. And I'm not sure that Hook has in the position that he can elevate him. Like you said, there is some things, there's some weird tactics that do work, but here it's just so far off. Like even Hook speaking. <laughs> drives me crazy. Like, I don't yeah. even want to see him speaking and now he's talking like, I don't like it and I'm not sure that I'm I'm not with this pairing. So I hope he doesn't end up with them becoming a pair. Um, Jude Jacobs saying, how about Malcolm Bivens manages Wardlow? Love to see that. That'd be good. I mean, that'd be fine. I, I, I mean, Wardlow cut a really good promo on his own. I want, I want Malcolm Bivens to really help somebody that needs the mouthpiece, you know? Yes, absolutely. I completely agree with that. Or, you know, somebody who could use that, you know, he'd be great for that kind of directionless team of Ricky Starks and um, Will Hobbs, where I think they're very talented, but they tend to be in like kind of circling around and he just promos from him would really give them some direction. But like, I I think it might be a little naive for people to consistently, this is what we always do is, oh, he needs to go to AEW or whatnot. AEW has got their own kind of budget cuts that they're doing in terms of not renewing contracts, being a little pickier. And then there's that whole Warner media discovery monster that's overhanging. And we don't know what the future is going to look like there with all those budget cuts. So, you know, I think AEW has bigger fish to fry uh, before they think about adding to the roster, especially given the fact that a lot of these former W stars they brought in haven't done much of anything. Hmm. Yeah, Swerve they seem more enamored with uh, than most. Yeah, I, I think Swerve and Lee, they're protecting to a degree. I don't know if there's any plans for that. They just seem to be on TV in the same position. Yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, some are better than others. But I just I've noticed that a lot more stars get lost in the shuffle due to the limitations that AEW has. Yeah, man, Adam Cole. I mean, TK just must love him for all the opportunities he's got. I mean, they're treating Adam Cole like he's at the CM Punk Daniel Bryan level. Yeah, and he did get in on the early end of those stars coming into AEW, so he did have a little more time to stretch his legs. He does have more friends and connections at the top of AEW, and so that really was in a good spot for him. Yeah, absolutely. So the main event tonight, love seeing this. Ring of Honor World TV Championship, Samoa Joe defending against Trent Beretta with Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy. Uh, talking about the Code of Honor, to, uh, getting into this match. Just love seeing Samoa Joe on television. Freddie Goods, what'd you think of this? I was good. I thought the free match promos were funny. Like Samoa Joe cut this excellent promo. I thought, you know, just being a scary, menacing beast. And I believe Trent's promo was like, you think you're going to submit me, Joe? You're not. Okay, well, we're going to go to the ring. <laughs> Ridiculous. He, like, didn't even try. But I like the match. Why would you Why would you try when you have somebody like Samoa Joe <laughs> to go against? You might as well give up before you even try to start yeah. cutting a promo, right? Because, God, every time Samoa Joe speaks, I just almost want him in a role where he's just cutting promos. Like, I wish his gimmick was that he intimidates people with words and he never has to fight them because he yeah. actually could get away with that, right? But the match itself was absolutely incredible. I really loved it. I was speaking on my own stream about how I really can't get behind Trent Beretta, and I thought that Samoa Joe really made him look good 
while you know still getting the victory. I am very confused with the Ring of Honor titles and how they're going to set up the matches. And you know, we have this ranking system in AEW. I would love to know what they're basing and, and why these people are getting their shots, but I'm not going to question anything in, in regards to this match. I thought it was great. Yeah. Good main event. And then after the match, Jay Lethal coming out. Sanjay Dutt, <laughs> Sanam Singh. And the best friends blocking their advances. Orange Cassidy doing the hands in the pockets and the kicks. Lethal cutting them off in the brawl. Uh, this hour flew by. This was a really enjoyable show. It really did. I am not a big fan of Orange Cassidy, but for some reason, seeing him hit those kicks on this giant, I, it's the first time I actually pop for it. <laughs> I do. I love Orange Cassidy, and that visual was very funny in terms of watching yeah. him kick this giant. People were, and it was very smart for Jay Lethal and Sanjay to kind of interrupt that and rob the fans of this moment. Got a lot of heat right. for it. Yeah. Yeah. Strong ending. Strong ending. I really hope good. WWE was- sticks with my name. Sorry, I have. I like no, Tony, Tony Cyclone, so I hope that this was sticks. We'll see. Very powerful name. Very powerful. Okay, they've said yeah. Vince said he thinks this is the perfect name for me and where my career is going. We'll see if it sticks. Well, there it oh, is. Oh, I like that because it's kind of forward too, thinking. Huh? Yeah, it's good. It's good. I think uh, you know this this one could work. Yeah. Well, two out of three they fired. How did you keep your job, Tony? She's just, she's just uh, a good sport. Yeah, I'm just um very good at what I do. Yeah, we're gonna have to get some tips from from that. But I, I thought this was a fine show. It's just nothing really happened. I mean, there's not a lot of stars on the show. They were going head to head against the NBA playoffs and the NFL draft, which had my attention. I'll tell you that. Uh, so it might be a fast national Saturday, ladies and gentlemen, from Freddie. Oh, but then then again, I did get released by WWE, so I don't even know if that's even gonna be a thing anymore. So uh, who knows? Just follow me on my timeline at This Is Nasty, ladies and gentlemen. Right. I will say to your point, it was it was a fun rampage, right? It flew by, but it didn't feel like an eventful night of wrestling. I have fun watching some of the matches on Rampage, but overall, it was one of those nights that if we didn't have to do this, I would have probably not watched wrestling. Yeah. yeah. It's tough. Um <laughs> yeah. uh, uh you know, Freddie, I think you could go to AEW and uh change your uh kayfabe name to uh to fast nationals and your faction could be the army of bots. Oh, yes. now we're talking. Give me some bots. That'd make a hell of an entrance too. They all yeah. just kind of yeah. stand oh and park away God. from Oh my God. Yes. Let's go. Yeah. That could be, be the reveal. When he reveals the results of his independent reports, I could be revealed as a person behind them. And then you lose to Darby. Oh yeah. I got to do the job. Yes. I got to <laughs> get back to the business at that point. Yeah. Ah, fun you night gotta- tonight. I like future endeavor though. Like that should be mm. an actual gimmick. A manager that every time you pick up a talent, they get future endeavor. That's great. <laughs> so nobody wants you to manage them. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. So fun night tonight, SmackDown, yeah. Rampage. Watch, watch Rampage. Watch the women's matches in SmackDown. Someone pointed out in the chat the women did carry SmackDown tonight, although Sammy and Drew was pretty good as well. Um, Rampage flew by next week at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern for Rampage SmackDown. 3 p.m. Pacific? It's like going to be going head to head with Ellen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's hilarious. Fast Nationals going to really break it all down. Right next week. Woo! Man, if WB will have me back, my phone's going to be ringing on Saturday. 
But you know what that means, though? We get to podcast earlier, and we'll probably go on for two hours, and we'll still get out of here at the same time, like we did the last time we got to podcast earlier. (laughs) Just to be clear, World Wyndham Enterprises. It's an information plant that I work at, uh, digital cryptocurrencies and stuff like that. World Wyndham Enterprises is what I'm talking about in terms of these uh, sources. World Wyndham Enterprises. Wow. I heard Raw was good this week, though. I heard Raw had one of his best shows in a long time. Raw was very good this week. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't right. say very good, but it was good. It was enjoyable. Okay. Okay. Something. Well, on behalf of Freddie Goods, Tony Cycle, I am Future Endeavor. Thank you for tuning in to the Wrestling Inc. podcast. We will catch you back here next time. Have a great weekend, everybody, and take care. Thanks for joining.